0: All right, this is Greg Kimball with the Final Percent Podcast. We're going to have a special guest today, Doug Wood. He is uh, a friend of mine that I met at a, a business conference, 10x Growth Con. I think it was technically 10x Growth Con 2, Um And he's doing a lot of things in the health industry. Um, He's coming out with a book. He's coming out with a lot of very interesting, very cool things. And so we are going to talk to him and see what he is up to and what he uh, has got going on so that you can kind of find out how did he go from where he was to where he is and uh, hopefully give you some insight on that, but also ways to connect with him and and just uh, trying to spread the love of people who go the final percent. So... We're going to give him a call right now and, uh, yeah, hang tight. Greg. Hey, Doug, how are you doing? Good, man. Well, welcome to my podcast. I certainly appreciate you jumping on with me.
1: Uh, couldn't be more excited to be here, brother.
0: Well, um, I just, uh, gave you a little bit of an introduction. We met at a business conference, um, you're in the health industry, you're coming out with a book. Um, I mean, just from me knowing you personally and following you on social, I mean, you do so many things that help so many people. And uh, one of the big things that I talk about all the time is I I wish more people told their story from the middle. And I wish more people were showing how they're actively doing things because in business conferences today, it's a bunch of afters talking to a bunch of befores and no one's saying hey here's what I'm going through in the middle and uh, one of the things that we talked about which is great about your book that's coming out is you very much open up the middle and and tell people hey this is this is what I went through to make it this is what I'm actively going through hey I'm launching a book and I'm doing the best I can and you're 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 going through that process and entering this new chapter of your life but you've always been um, no pun intended with the book coming out, but you've always been an open book, and uh, I've I've very much enjoyed getting to know you and uh, getting to know your story and your beautiful family and, and just with what you have been able to accomplish with your wife. I mean, it's, it's truly incredible, and I think that um, because everyone's path is different, the more people we can get on a podcast like this to talk about their story, talk about what they've done to get to their their place, but also what they're doing right now to change their lives and change the lives of others, I think is important because everyone's path is going to be different. Um, not everyone can walk in your shoes. Not everyone can walk in my shoes. It's, it's the stories of everyone's journey that I think really can change people's lives. And that's why I'm very excited to have you on here because, I mean, you went from church boy to millionaire, furniture guy to millionaire. Um, and I mean, you're healthier than ever. You've got a beautiful family and you're actively changing lives. So I just wanted to kind of give you the floor so you can kind of give people an overview of, you know, your thought process, some of your ideologies, some of the things that you've gone through that um, are exciting. And then maybe let's talk about this, this book a little bit.
1: Wow, oh, Greg, thanks so much, man. And um, You're right. Most people don't care to talk to a millionaire. You want to talk to the church boy, and and really where where the process started, and and that's what it is, man. I fight like hell every single day to contend for to be the greatest version of myself. And T and I always say, my wife Tia, we live here in Scottsdale. We always say we're just average people with above average desires, and we have not changed. The interesting thing was though, uh, nine years ago we reached a point. Um, to where we're like, you know what? We we're tired of having average marriage. We're tired of just making an average income. We're tired of doing the average week and watching the, you know, the Sunday night Game of Thrones thing and starting the whole process over on Monday to look forward to the weekend. Mm. And we finally just did something about it. We knew that we like had this virus and it was mm-hmm. called settling in, being like everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so we did something about it. And I mean, and the first thing I did, Greg was you know, we started by changing our health. And my wife and I lost over 100 pounds together. And uh, the cool thing is, is that through the through the program, um, that it taught us and coached us through, we are able to keep it off. But it, it's amazing when your health gets in alignment, how your spirit comes alive. You actually start increasing your confidence and your income starts going up and you start, you find ways to get more creative. And I think all in all, man, the last nine years, um, we have just continued to do the hard work and T and I say, not just the hard work. Cause I think everyone can, you know, work harder and you need to do more. And, and to your point, even some of the conferences that we both go to or have attended, everyone's just like, you got to be up early and you got to work late. And that is true, mm-hmm. but you got to do the heart work,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: internal work. You got to look within and say, what's my heart telling me? What's my spirit telling me? Am I, am I being the intentional father that I want to be? Am I being, am I doing the small little things? And it's not ours, but am I doing the little things that I know my wife that means the world to her? And no, it's not always just buying flowers. It's just those little meaningful connections. Sometimes it's just sending that little random text of kindness, just a little voice text or a, or a, or a Facebook message, just saying, Hey bro, thinking about you day. And it's doing the small things internal but also for other people, that really puts you in a, such a place of, of gratitude as you're working through that process. And, of course, you know, personal development, listening to podcasts like this, um, and learning, learning from other people and growing. And I got to say, Greg, man, for the last, I'd say we've kind of been all into this process. I had the awakening nine years ago. But seven years ago is when Tia and I looked at, or excuse me, Tia looked at me. I'll never forget it was January first, two thousand eleven. It was a cold day in Portland, Oregon. A really cold day. And it doesn't get cold there if usually rain But I remember this day, like we were wrapped up, like it was preparing for a snow, but I think it was too cold to snow. And she looks at me and we'd just written out our goals for the year. And she looks at me with with very um with just pure healthy conviction and tears streaming down her face. She kinda almost steps on my feet, my wife's shoulder. So she kind of looking up at me and she grabs my arm and she goes, Doug, if we don't get out of our own way and start contending and make this year the best year ever, we are holding ourselves, our girls, because we have two little girls on my end, Kate, and thousands of people up from their breakthrough. She goes, I truly believe that we right now are at a pivotal point that if we don't make these shifts and contend we're we're contending for other people's breakthrough right now. And bro, that was seven, just over seven years ago. And, or excuse me, it'd be eight years ago. Cause it's 19. And, uh, bro, we have not slowed down ever since. Have there been a lot of bumps in the roads? Are there still, um, some, some, some key things that we have to talk about? I mean, shoot, even uh, today's Wednesday, you know, Monday, man, my wife and I, we, we, we had a we had an interesting start to our week because you know we I do got this book coming out here in a couple of weeks, and um, we kind of started off on the wrong foot. We didn't wake up, we didn't set the atmosphere in the house with music like we normally do. We didn't stop and just say a prayer together, and we got into the motions of reacting to all these things on our phones and messages. And next thing you know, an hour or two later, we were we were kind of like feeling like our marriage and our, 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 week was in reactionary mode. So we had to stop, mm. we had to come together, we had to get back on the same page and, 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 uh and, and plan our week. So even to this day, man, even though, yeah, we're, we're through a lot of the stuff, but we have the tools that we still have to constantly remind ourselves to go back and, and do. And, you and know, obviously that's what I talk a lot about in the book too.
0: Wow, that's that's so interesting, um, and and I mean, that's a testament to exactly what we were talking about, because you are looking, I mean, so many of the afters, as I call them, the people, the, the gurus, I think we're in this, and I think it's complete crap, to be honest with you, um, the fact that we have all of these people who stand on stage, and they say, like, my way is the right way, and your your way is one of the ways, but so many people are just trying to portray this model of perfection and i think it's such a testament to who you are and what you're trying to do because the first thing thing you say is like hey even as soon as as close to what where we're talking as monday we went through An adjustment period and we had to rethink and reconnect and redo this and and most people don't tell those stories but everyone's going through them and I think that's why it's going to make your message and your book and different things that you're doing so much more powerful because you're not vulnerability is such a um, double-edged sword and you have to put faith and trust into your story to allow people to know what you're going through and I I I just remember the very first time I talked to you, and you were going through just all of the 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 stories, and I was I was literally sitting here thinking I am so lucky to find a real person in the the influencer industry in the speaker industry, and I just and it's just it's so funny. The first first story out of your mouth is you're saying, "Hey man, we." We didn't do that. We didn't set the atmosphere. We didn't this and we started paying for it. So we had to stop. And most people just want to portray the picture of saying, hey, no, we're perfect. Everything's always good. And, and you and I both know that that's just not true. It's not real.
1: <laughs> so true, man. And that's why, you know, you might look at our Facebook, our Instagram photos and you won't find a bunch of filtered photos. man. This is yeah. our real life. Yeah. You know, I got, I got a pimple on my face. It's going to, it's going to be there in the photo. Um, that's how I am in real life. So, you know, what you see is what you get, but when you're, when you have clarity in your purpose, um, and you know where you're going and you're, you understand your unique ability, you, you realize that you don't have to put anything on for anybody. And for the people that don't accept that, you don't have to be like, well, they're lost and pound in. It's just more of a, no, it's a, it's a quiet confidence. Mm-hmm. That, look, I know why God put me on this earth. I am one of God's highest form of creation. Yeah. And I'm going to walk out and fulfill my purpose on this earth. And it's not to impress anybody. And what I've found is since I started being the real, authentic being, Greg, mm-hmm. people have come to us being like, man, you're so real. And I'm like, thank you. And to, to your point, I am. But I'm like, once you start being yourself, just like you and Caleb, man. That's, that's why I fell in love with you guys, T and I, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we met for the first time in Vegas, was that, man, when people are just going about their unique ability, showing up to the world to make impact, mm-hmm. um, it's so attractive. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking like, man, and I'm not even saying T and I are that attractive of a couple. I think why people think we're attractive is because to your point. We're just going to keep it real. And that's why I would mean. encourage anybody listening right now is that your friends and your family actually want the real you. And if they don't, if that's not good enough, I'm going to challenge you to drop some friends. Yeah. And ask who is in your inner circle and go get around people that are, that are in pursuit. Mm-hmm. And they will support you and encourage you.
0: And that's what people want. You know one of the one of the things when I'm coaching people, i in and, and this is to your point to kind of support it, i I tell them, look, you only have three kinds of people in your life. Number one, and the most abundant amount of people, this first kind is people who need to get out of your life. The second kind of people in your life, are people who are stepping stones in your life. And here's the the problem with people who don't understand how to use stepping stones. Stepping stones are people that you can step on to move forward, but you need to understand that when they need you and they need to step on you to move forward, you need to allow them to do that as well. So the thing is, is if you're stepping on people, but you're not allowing them to step as well, well, guess what? You're someone who is in the, the, you need to get out of their life category. And then Mm -hmm. the third most amazing kind of people that can show up in your life are cornerstones. Now these people are so powerful and they're so different. They challenge you and they change you. And the thing is, is because challenge and change is not a fun process at first glance, these kinds of people can look like people who need to get out of your life. And so that's this big circle and cycle that we are living in today. But With what you were just saying is, I challenge you to drop some friends. I absolutely agree with that so much because so many people are, they have a bunch of people in their life who realistically need to get out of their life, but they're trying to change them into cornerstones. And that's the most toxic thing you can do for yourself is someone who needs to get out of your life and you're trying to make them a cornerstone. And look, if they haven't showed up for you in a year or two years, I mean, it's time to move on and really focus on yourself and and build. And so I the the getting people out of your life who are toxic and people who can't have faith or can't believe or bring the drama or talk behind your back or lie or steal, whatever it is, I mean, you have to have a kind of a non-negotiable of zero tolerance for that because you have to have people who are stepping stones. They're one of the most crucial people in our life. And then the cornerstones in your life, I mean, i can I can say I probably have four cornerstones in my life i'm thirty I'm about to be thirty four tomorrow, and I can honestly say in thirty four years i've I've found less than five people who are my cornerstones and that's yeah. that's the thing that we just have to start being real with ourselves and and right. so so getting people out of your life who just don't need to be there and aren't helping and uh another thing that uh, i I found very interesting with you specifically, which I think just um, comes back to how real you are because if you think about it, you're in a really cool position. I mean, you just took like 2,000 people on a cruise for crying out loud. You have a couple hundred people over to your house that you're coaching and you're changing their lives. You've named your 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 house and the acreage that it's on, Breakthrough Acres. I mean, you you're you're one of these world shakers, and so I've met a, more than a few people who are in your position from the outside looking in. But I found it so interesting that every time that we've talked, there is such an open and a fluid exchange of ideas. And so I was saying, hey, this, this is kind of my idea for this. And you were so present and so engaged because you wanted to learn. It wasn't just, hey, I've done all of this cool stuff and I've done this. I don't want to hear your ideas. You listen to mine. And that was something that I found so amazing. And that's why I truly think in the influencer space and in everything that you're doing, I think you're just getting started, man, because you are you're just such a compassionate person. And it's amazing because you really actually care about people. And and, and it's not it's not a front. Most most influencers, I can honestly say, their they're, I really care about you is absolutely a front. And it is amazing to just watch you go through life. And I'm telling you, anybody out there, um, when you engage and you want to connect with Doug and you start understanding his brand and what he's doing, if he is going live on Facebook or he's doing this, that, and the other, he is never going on live on Facebook just to do the influencer thing. He's doing it because he's really trying to change your life or the person's life or trying to help people or trying to use his network to springboard someone else. It's, it's truly an amazing thing, to, to see and, and the fact that you really, really walk the walk, you don't just talk the talk is, is a very impressive thing to, to witness because I interview so many influencers and it's just, man, when the mic goes off, they're sitting here going, oh man, I, I, I hope this, uh, this gets me this many followers. Oh, I hope I get this, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, man, I, with the way that you talk on air, I thought that you'd be like, man, I really hope it, even if one person listened to that, I hope I changed their life. And that's really sure. who you are.
1: Well, man, that—that's a point, Greg. That's all I know, and
0: I think you know. And I have also
1: realized that who the type of people you want to attract.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying
1: stuff is is bad because don't get me wrong, I like my stuff. But you know, some people try to uh, purposely show things off that maybe theirs or not theirs, or mm-hmm. the things that they can have. And I realized that you know when you try to lead a life with care and, Six of look what you can do and look what you can have if you have this or buy my program. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but T and I sometimes will purposely do our Facebook lives and we'll make sure that one of our nice cars is not in the background
0: mm-hmm. because
1: we don't want we don't want to distract from the message we're trying to give. Now yeah. sometimes we just can't control it, wherever we are, and yeah, people can see my property.
0: Yeah,
1: but stuff doesn't matter yeah lives matter your own life matters your own purpose your kids your impact matters and that's why you know um profit will always follow purpose
0: yeah, and if you're
1: absolutely. clear on your purpose there'll be so much profit to take care of and, and you know have all that fun stuff but i but when people's focus is out of balance and it's all about profit and it's all about the dollar they can sometimes sacrifice the person or the people mm-hmm. and sometimes it's sacrificing their truest most authentic self to get the profit, and we just you know I really take a lot of time to make sure people have a hundred percent clarity on what they're tr- they're truly pursuing, and um, and and if, when you're making an impact on other people's lives, um, your uh, you have plenty of influence, and you, I think you have plenty of stuff if that's what motivates. You.
0: Yeah. It well, so you're 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 saying a, a word that keeps coming up. In just the way that you talk, and it, it seems like it, it has played a huge role in your success and your life. And you said, Get clear and clarity. And you're, you're, I've heard clarity probably five times out of your mouth, I've heard clear a couple of times. So let's talk about when, when did you finally get clear on your purpose, and when, what were some of the first steps that happened?
1: Uh, I'd go back seven years ago when I owned a furniture store in Portland, Oregon, made decent money, Um, you know, had a small company about 15 employees with a couple million dollars a year in total revenue. But I would say I found myself going through the motions week to week Mm -hmm. and had a well-paid job that I owned. You know, I owned a really well-paid job and there were seasons that kind of beat me up in furniture business, especially 2008. I almost got a 2008 story.
0: (laughs) Uh, everyone but, has a 2008 story. That's true. Oh, man.
1: Just a great 2008 story. So
0: when I, I finally looked
1: at myself after doing this thing that, you know, my dad I'd gotten into business with my dad. You know, everyone was always like, oh, you're going to be a big furniture guy just like your dad was. I really I took, I really, I didn't know it at the time, but I'd taken on this identity of I'm going to run the family business and create my own big room better. And, and just, I want to also say, there's nothing wrong with that because I believe in legacy, mm-hmm. and I love seeing things that get passed on to generations. But I found myself going through the motions, just like other people found find themselves with a big, nice degree on the wall that maybe they have used or haven't used, mm-hmm. and they they start doing something out of being guilted by how much money they spent on that degree, or so-and-so gave me this promotion or I'm at this job that I hate. I got the promotion. This would be everyone else's dream job.
0: Yeah.
1: But why am I lacking fulfillment? Or maybe it's costing me my family and my time. Yeah. For months. And that's why I always say I'm not for sale. You know, I believe in going where God calls you to be or you want to be and not where income calls you to be. And a lot of people are living or doing something because of income. And there's nothing yeah. wrong. I like income. Yeah. But, but it, if you're lacking fulfillment and we get this one life that I'm aware of, I haven't figured out a second one yet. I'm on my first one that I know of. (laughs) And if, if, if I get this one life and I spent the first 31 years of my life, and I'm going to say I got into business at 20, owned a furniture store until I was 33 years old. And if I get this one life and I am this young in the game, yes, money's okay. But why am I lacking fulfillment? I needed to figure that out. And so I realized that I was better making an impact and helping other people. And, and for me, it started off as my struggle. and still is to this day. My greatest place of pain has always been my weight and me being overweight. For crying out loud. i was 10 and ten and a half pounds. Wow. I always apologize to my mom. But I'm a big boy. <laughs> and when you get freedom in an area that has grounded you for so freaking long, you, you can't help but share it with the rest of the world. Yeah. And when I started sharing that with other people, because it, I became my own accountability partner by sharing it with others, that I was like, I love helping people find freedom in something that I'm good at. And I found out that I was a good coach, a good health coach. And I had a program that worked. Yeah. So I, I became absolutely obsessed with that. And for about six years, but I'll fast forward to last year. You know, after you've accomplished Everything that a lot of people might say, wow, Doug, you made it. And so, yeah, last year, 2018, my wife and I spent three out of the 12 months overseas. We literally traveled the world three different times. We went to Israel once in the U.K.,
0: mm.
1: spent over a month in Europe, and then we ended the year in uh, Hong Kong, or excuse me, Singapore and Bali. We were going to go to Hong Kong, but we didn't. And I have to tell you, Greg, and I don't want to discourage anybody that wants to travel. It was the most incredible time with my family. However, 2018 was my least fulfilled year since being in the furniture business. Mm -hmm. And you're thinking, man, Doug, you you have a a, a, you're at a point in your life to where you literally can be overseas and you're still getting paid Mm -hmm. well, and it's not costing anything, and you're with your family. Isn't that the American dream? For some, it may be, but when you know that you are better you are at your best self when you are in service to another human being and it's not just about the money you realize like i have got to go help more people i'm the best dad i'm the best husband i am the best coach i'm the best speaker when i'm in the thrill of the pursuit of helping others accomplish exactly what i did so what happened was i i was on the plane to um singapore beginning of december and i had a panic moment and i said if something happens to me and i survive and i don't survive you know my my girls do they have nothing documented to know where their dad went from the hard days of the days wanting to quit days wanting to commit suicide the days they wanted that i wanted to leave their mom the days that i just hated myself and how i got myself out of that, and what our family stands for to have the life that they have today so literally i came back home in early january and i wrote the book church quit a millionaire and uh and, and that's it, man. Because I realized it took me traveling the world and experiencing six to seven years of amazing growth and success to realize that unless someone is in full pursuit and clear on their purpose, they're going to lack fulfillment. And money in your bank account or your net worth does not bring happiness. Don't get me wrong; it ain't gonna make you not happy. Yeah. <laughs> but it, 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 but but at the same time, total fulfillment comes with um with pursuing what matters most to you
0: absolutely yeah dude that's that's so powerful um one of the, one of the things um with clarity it's it's funny that word popped up in a in a, another podcast and i don't know where it came from i don't know if i've heard it somewhere before but one of the things that i said in that podcast that i've been using a bunch and i i really invite you to start um Using as, as well because the guy goes he we said something along the lines of clear on your purpose and clear 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 this that and the other And uh, he said what if What do you think the ABCs of success are? And I said, you know what? I don't think it's the ABCs of success I think it's the CBAs of success and it's you have to be clear on what you want to do You have to be clear on what your purpose is clear on where you're going Then you have to believe that you can actually achieve that. And then the A is action because so many people will really want to know what they want to do and this, that and the other, but they don't really believe they're capable or believe they should and they self-sabotage. But then there's a lot of people who are clear on what they want to do. They do believe in what they can do, but then they won't take any action. And I think that's why stories like yours are so powerful for people because There's a lot of people who have the same opportunities you did. It's just they never took action. And you had that, like you said, the relentless pursuit because you got sick and tired of the the old saying, sick and tired of being sick and tired. And you wanted to, I mean, shameless plug for my ideology, but you wanted to find the final percent of life. You wanted to go the final percent for your family. And I think it's, I really truly think that you're just getting started. And that's why, like, it was so funny we... Um, my assistant and I were uh, were talking, and we were saying, you know what? Let's start interviewing people on the podcast. I think it could be very powerful. And you were literally the very first person that I text because I was like, if there's anybody I want to get on the podcast, it's Doug because he he's like <laughs> he's one of those people who I mean I walk through life trying to inspire and motivate people for sure, but I was just like, he's one of those people who like it's a very reciprocal feeling. Like he inspires and motivates me just the same, and it's it was. Like you were the first person I talked, like I talked to everyone about. I text you and I'm like, when can we do it? And of course, I was like, I'll call you right now. And you're like, okay, I'm in the middle of like five million things. Like, let's plan on next week. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's just exciting to hear um, your story. And then the the other thing that I think is 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 very powerful that I would like to expand on in in some fashion with your family in conjunction with mine is I think the fact that we have such amazing and and not you know how they say every uh, great man behind every great man is is or behind every good man is a great woman I think the difference between you and I is our wives are not behind us they're beside us and I run my company with my wife I know you do the same and our wives are just as powerful if if not we'd probably both say probably more powerful than us, but uh, we have such amazing women by our side and we're running it as a team. And I think one of the things that is going on today is entrepreneurship, you have the either the wife wants to go this way or the husband wants to go this way. They're never on the same page. And then when the entrepreneurship spirit hits one of them, it seems like business starts driving a wedge in marriages. And for whatever reason, in your situation and my situation, the entrepreneurship spirit made our marriages better and it made us stronger. And I think that that is something because we live in such an independent age and we live in such an age where really anything is possible and you can design your own future. Um, you would think you would think that we would be able to build these great marriages. And I'm I'm curious, what do you think is some of uh, your and, and, and T's best like success stories like what why do you think it's making you guys such an amazing team and such an amazing couple and and the marriage is there along with the business because most of the time it's you either have a great marriage and you have one breadwinner or you have a crap marriage and and, I mean it's just it's never you have a great marriage and a great business so what what do you think like what are some of the the secrets that you would love to give to other people who are trying this whole relationship thing while building a business?
1: Well, I think, you know, it starts off when we get married. We all play our different – we fall into roles
0: mm-hmm. that
1: either we or probably society puts on us. Mm-hmm. Like, Doug's going to make the money. Tia will kind of work on the side, or she'll watch the kids. And, you know, you don't even know it, but you find yourself in roles. Who's going to do the dishes? And I am might – you know, I do the dishes. I'm just saying, like, you know, who's going to get the kids ready for church? Who drives? I mean, if you think about it, we subliminally – unknowingly un- I should say unconsciously we all have roles in our marriages in our lives that we never even said in our marriage, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. It just naturally happened that way.
0: Yeah.
1: And you realize as you're going through life, playing these roles, you're, you're, you're in partnership, but you're in unity and you got married, but yet it's, you find yourself kind of sometimes even going tick for tack, like, right? mm. And I kind of call it keeping score. Yeah. And it wasn't until year 11, because our hardest years of marriages were year three, year seven, and year 11, which was interesting. Those were the 11 years that I was in the furniture business. And oh. I ran the store, and Tia ran the home and the kids, and, you know, we kind of played our roles. But until coming together on a unified business to create something together, we had met for the first time in our marriage it forced us to sit down and say, what do we want to create together?
0: That's awesome.
1: Now, now we will naturally play roles according to strengths, mm-hmm. But I think that's the first thing that couples could do is sit down and actually have a, some people might call it a come to Jesus talk, but a, literally a, what are we doing? Like, what do we want to create this next year? And I'm not talking about who's going to do the dishes. I'm talking about where does the wood family want to be in January of 2020? What's that going to look like? What are our dreams? What are our values? What matters most to us? And it could be where we're going to engage in too. Like, that's fine. And then then understand that are we swimming? Are we clear on the non-negotiable? Mm-hmm. And the non-negotiable is what we want. And yes, we both want this. Now, then from there, people do need to play their roles, but understand that you're putting credit into the same kitty because it's the same common goal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Me doing dishes or putting the kids to bed tonight is okay because Tia is on a call or doing a podcast or doing a Facebook live that contributes to the direction we're going. So I'm not on her and annoyed with her Facebooking. Yeah. And I'm doing the I'm doing the kids bedtime mm. because we've committed to the bigger goal and we're not keeping score in the small day to day. Well, or I... when she needs a night off or needs to go get a pedicure, I'm not you got a pedicure last year. It's my last week. It's my turn this week. Yeah. And going this tit for tat stuff, we're like, no, baby, you go do it because we have a mutual trust that one of us is not going to abuse and not do our part. We're both going to do our part, and that's helped T and I a ton. Well,
0: dude, that that not keeping score. I mean, how? Please tell me there's a not keeping score chapter in your book. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. Okay, good because I'm telling you that's that's something. I mean, if you think about it, now, no matter what side you fall on, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, or if you're a husband or if you're a wife or if you're a friend um, talking to another friend, I think this this not keeping score thing is it transcends through what realistically the world needs. America needs because everybody is is so addicted to the the give and take mentality. And one of the things that I try to help people illustrate is, you know, we grew up on football, which is great. We grew up on golf, which is great. We grew up on soccer, grew up on hockey. And what that's called is a zero-sum game. And that means for someone to win, there has to be someone who loses. And so it's ingrained in the way that we think and talk. If someone wins something, then someone has to lose something. And we start communicating like that. And what I've realized is that if we stop playing a zero-sum game because 99% of life is actually meant to be everyone should win. So for the husband to win, the wife shouldn't feel like she has to lose or vice versa for Republicans to win. The Democrats should not feel like they have to lose, but we're playing this weird game constantly to where we're, we're playing our lives and how we walk through life. Very similar to a football game. But the thing is, is it's just not the way it works for like, for instance, I mean, church boy, the millionaire, if that blows up and does a billion, it's the first book that sells a billion copies I mean, I should be elated with that because, hey, man, I knew him win, and that's definitely going to help me. But there's so many people out there who would say, oh, man, he he does stuff that's way too close to what I'm doing, and he does this. I don't want to interview him because it's that crab in a barrel mentality. Yeah. And one of the things that I I tell people all the time is you have to get used to pushing power towards power. And yeah. it's a leadership principle because so many leaders are used to being uh counselors and consolers and if you think about what happens when you are trying to lead someone everyone comes to you with their problems comes to you with your their problems so you turn into this counselor and you're sitting there trying to mitigate people's weaknesses and i think that that is just kind of the entry level of leadership the best level of leadership is go okay cool you you are not good at this part and it's pretty obvious what you are good at is this and I want to equip you to go use your strengths and go down there. And that's something that that you had uh, said that, hey, everyone's going to have their roles, but it's going to be, you're going to go have your roles, roles based on your strengths, not your sex or perceived position in a household. And I think that that's extremely powerful for kind of every relationship and especially leadership. If you're leading a team of people or employees or anything like that, you know, Don't let people come just use you as a therapist. You're not a trained person like that. You need to equip people to be better, to become more so that they can do more and then they can have more. You have to equip people based on their strengths and then push power towards power. The other part of that is the only way to push power towards real power is have some proximity to power. So that means you have to work on yourself more than you do other people so that you can become powerful, and then it's the law of attraction. And a lot of people say, well, you say power too much, and I don't really like that, this, that, and the other. It, the, the other way that you can say push power towards power is always support one another. And that's it. Just always try and strive to help people become more and whatever strength you see in them, push them as far down that road as they're comfortable going. And maybe just a little bit more stretch them a little bit. Cause I often say humans are just like rubber bands. They're only useful if they're stretched.
1: Hmm. I, Greg, I really hope your listeners are taking notes cause I have like almost a full page <laughs> of uh, notebook paper notes right now. Like you, this is seriously straight knowledge. So thank you. I, I love, I'm just such a sponge, and you're just. Every time I get around you, I, I learn so much. And to your point, you stretch me, and that's why well, that's what I, I love f- about you.
0: And, and I feel the same, the same, um, same thing about you. And and, and going back to the, the the power towards power, and and you have to become powerful to attract other powerful people. Um, what what we have to start looking at is is if you're hanging around people, you gotta you gotta start putting people in categories of is this subtraction is it addition or is it multiplication and I think that it's really interesting to if you're hanging around people say hey do like do I get more done when I'm alone and without them or are are they diminishing me in some capacity because they're always either falling behind or they're this. It's one thing if someone's asking questions and you're being a mentor. That's a completely different thing, but I'm just saying that toxic behavior. But then you have people who are average and they're okay and they're good to have around because then one plus one equals two. Um, That's that's a great thing because you're going to be able to do more stuff together, but you have those very special relationships where the chemistry hits just right and one plus one equals thirty-seven. And and those kinds of relationships are like Steve Ballmer and uh, and uh, Bill Gates. Without yep. th- that's they, they made Microsoft that changed the world. St- Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs. They if if Steve Jobs doesn't find Steve Wozniak, Apple does not happen. Now Steve Jobs probably would have done something great, but nothing near as great as what he did because he found the chemistry just right. And going back to the the point of our wa- our wives, I think we were lucky enough to find wives that exponentially multiply us. and it's it's such a it's such an amazing thing to have. and then we get used to that kind of relationship. and so that's what we look for in friendships, in business partnerships, in the rest of the relationships in our life. And so I think that's one thing why you and I are, are so easy to say, hey, you know what I, I really want some knowledge from you. Hey hey, have you thought of this concept and we're so excited to take notes and and, and figure things out with each other and and based off of each other is we truly do push power towards power if you're doing something powerful man I want everybody to know about it and I think it's just it's so special and I think that's what people need to start and it goes back to the people who need to get out of your life stepping stones in your life cornerstones in your life Um, I think if we start really saying oh man am I in a subtractive relationship am I in addition right now or am I in this exponential part of life which is giving me this once-in-a-lifetime right. chemistry, and I think we found that in our wives, and that's what sets our standard for relationships so high because we're used to that exponential part.
1: Absolutely, man. That's exactly right.
0: Well, so that we don't talk everyone's ear off, how? so you, we're coming out with a book on April 29th. It's going live on Amazon, correct?
1: That's exactly right. It's a uh, Hardback and, of course, Kindle Audio. E-book, all the good stuff.
0: So this is this is exciting, man. You're gonna you're gonna come out, and then you're doing a book tour, and that that basically starts. I mean, you've already done your first couple book events, correct?
1: Uh, actually, no. I kick off. Uh, I have a special inner circle night next week here in Scottsdale, which I know you're coming down for, Greg. I am part of my inner circle family, and then really we it kicks off on the 29th to the to, to the public. But then after that, my wife, my family, my team, we're literally going on tour for the entire summer. We're having our first event here in Phoenix on May 3rd. And we will end the tour back here after going all the way around the United States sometime in mid to late August. Wow! We're doing over 35 stops in 35 different cities. And uh, we're just going to go and uh, literally empower and equip people to, uh, to, to start winning, to get in abundance, to get in momentum, their purpose, their family, their finances, uh, awesome. and uh, they're going to be powerful nights.
0: So if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to, uh, whether, and, and when I say best way, it could be your preferred way. Is it, is it an email? Is it a website? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? I mean, cause all the influencers have a different way of wanting to interact with with uh, prospective people who could whether whether they go into the inner circle, whether they uh, go on one of your programs, whether they want to book you for speaking, what's the best way to get in touch with the Wood family?
1: Uh, well, first of all, you can follow us over at uh, at the Real Doug Wood on Instagram and Facebook, and then from there, um, if you want to possibly come to one of our events, we'd love to have you out. You can go to massive momentum tour com, nice. and that has all the events on there and uh and then or my website the real com. everything is on there but uh, you find us on instagram or or facebook we will be connected forever
0: awesome that is so cool man well um really just a big heartfelt uh um thank you from from me to you i really appreciate you sharing your story i certainly am going to uh um, be be picking up a book, probably multiple books, and I'm certainly getting it on Audible because I am addicted to knowledge. I'm addicted to the Audible side of things as well. Um, and uh, I, I'm sure what, what we'll do is uh, when you're in the middle of your tour, maybe uh, from a location or something, or when you stop by Denver, I know this is one of your stops, we'll do another podcast, and then maybe we can do, uh, uh, you sign a book and we'll send it out to someone um, that got impacted by this Um, this podcast but uh, we just we thank you so much from from the bottom of well certainly my heart I know that my listeners gonna absolutely they're gonna love this and uh, I just really really appreciate you man and uh, um, thanks for not quitting and thanks for not giving in and thanks for being a, a perseverance expert and and we really appreciate what you're doing for the the entrepreneurs and, 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 and the, the young people. And, and I mean, dude, every walk of life, actually, just thank you for, for not letting that voice that told you to go change some lives, um, go unnoticed. And thanks for speaking up. We just really appreciate it. And, and certainly thanks for getting on this podcast.
1: You're welcome, Greg. And, uh, and I really appreciate you and Kayla and it's just an honor to do life with you guys. God bless my friend.
0: Awesome. Thanks buddy. I'll talk to you soon. You Bye. All right, that was the real Doug Wood. He's, uh, he's just such a great person. Please, uh, April 29th, go grab a copy of his book. He is truly something special, and I'm telling you, he is the real deal. So um, just, uh, again, huge shout-out to, to Doug Wood. The Massive Momentum Tour.com, I think, is if you want to go to one of his events. He's doing 35 cities, and knowing him, by the time he's done, it's probably going to be more like, 100 cities just because he every time you look at it, he will be adding cities because he's just he's that kind of guy. And whether he has I know he did a conference recently where he had 1500 or 2000 people show up and, and he maxed out the venue. Um, He'll give you the same experience if he's going to a new city, and maybe a a lot of people didn't hear about it, or this, that and the other, and there's 16 people in the in the audience, I'm telling you, he's going to give you the same experience, the same attention. Um, so please look into what he's got going on. I, um, he's, he's one of those great, um, story, just the, the I don't want to say rags to riches story or anything like that. He's certainly come a long way, but I, I also think he's just getting started and I think he is actively telling his story from the middle. And I think he has a lot of wisdom and knowledge to give people so that they can, maybe see success. And that's what this is all about. He's going to help you get to success. I'm going to help you get to success. We just want you to get there faster than we did. That's why we're telling our story. So once again, thank you so much. This has been the final percent podcast and we had special guest, Doug Wood. Thanks, Doug. We appreciate you.